0: In the Old Testament book of Psalms, chapter 34, we're given an incredible promise from God. It says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. And even if you've been hurt by your spouse, that promise is still true. God has not forgotten you. I'm John Fuller, along with my Focus colleagues, Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife Erin. And today we're hearing more from a conversation that uh, Jim Daly and I had with Mark and Jill Savage. Now, in previous episodes, they shared how they'd been married for a number of years when it was revealed that Mark had been unfaithful to Jill. On an Easter Sunday, the Lord convicted Mark of his actions and he repented. And here they are talking about what it was like in their relationship after Mark confessed.
1: The. Affair is now out in the open, it's off his chest, but the other spouse is now like reeling. Yeah, you're just
0: beginning to
2: process.
1: Totally. And I think that is something that's not understood in affair recovery uh, all the time. And that is that he knew what was going on for, in essence, it was a year uh, total, because so much of it started even before the physical affair. I didn't. And so... What happens is now you have to go back and you have to relive and you have to reframe it. So I'll give you a a specific example. The summer that he started the emotional affair was my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. And they wanted to gather the entire family at a beautiful place up in the Wisconsin Dells. So we're all there and we're all you know enjoying this time. And he excuses himself every once in a while and I think – that he is taking care of his construction business back home. But I later learn he's having conversations with this person. Yeah. And I learned that nine months later. Hmm. right Now I have to go back, and I have to go wait wait a minute. And I have to recognize, you mean this is what was happening. So that happens over and over again mm-hmm. when you're recovering from infidelity. And to Mark's credit, uh, he stayed steady through that. Yeah, Because that is a lot to have to wade through. Well, this again. is
2: your turn. It is. If it, I could say it that yes. way. It feels dark, but it's your turn to start.
1: Yes. Your and emotional
2: I, response. And, and I had to be steady and stable and not reactive. Let, it, yes. it does lead to the next question I had, which are the questions that the offended spouse needs answers to. Right. How do you determine where to go with that? Because mm-hmm. that can be a bottomless pit. It can be a arming up of the offended spouse so they can... You know, Mm -hmm. wail back at the one who had the affair. And, you know, again, we're always balancing our fleshly response from our spiritual response. Mm -hmm. We're at war within ourselves. But how did you guys manage the questions? Mm -hmm. Uh, You're touching on that, Jill. But when was enough enough?
1: Well, and I think I get asked that question a lot. Um, I think it depends on your personal wiring. Um, One of the things I talked about in the last program is that I'm a thinker. Uh, That means I deal in facts. Right. I deal in data. Um, I can gather data and not get as emotional about it. If there's a woman who is a feeler, she's got to be careful about how much she asks. Oh, yeah. Because Mm -hmm. that's going to really that can there's wisdom in
2: that that's I guess the key point you've Mm got to be wise enough to know you need you need some reconciliation on data
1: yes you need Mm -hmm. some
2: reconciliation but there may come a point where you need to feel I know enough I don't need to know more and I
1: actually would say to myself do I really need to know this question Mm -hmm. like I would think about it and sometimes you ask questions from slightly different angles too you have to understand that and that's where I think some couples go Wrong in rebuilding trust is the offending spouse will go. "Ah, When are you going to stop asking me? You've already asked me that question. Well, you're on
2: trial constantly. So let's figure this out: Are we going to stay in court, or are we going to move along? I mean, that sounds horrible. I mean, you were the offender, right? um, Well, and my, I think as a surrendered man, you don't. My commitment as a surrendered man was to answer every question. And to stay steady and to learn to love Jill through my answers and responses and not to get angry. Yeah. I mean, you guys are both growing in this. That's what's so amazing spiritually. And isn't that the awesome gift of God that you're going to leave this earth so much better off? Yeah. than where you used to be yeah. in your relationship with Christ, in your relationship with each other. Yes. That's the beauty of this portrait. It's not mm-hmm. the offense. That's ugly. Yeah. That's horrible. Right. But God picks up the pieces and creates a, a masterpiece.
0: Greg, let's uh, turn a corner and address a, a less serious type of scenario from what Mark and Jill experienced. Uh, speak to those situations like this where I've hurt Dina, and she wants to tell me how my actions affected her. But I i mean, you know where I'm going with this. My mm-hmm. mind is scrambling on, but, <laughs> but, but, but. So help me out here. Yeah. There was a time
3: within our marriage to where um, I had uh, withheld some information from Aaron thinking it's no big deal. It really hurt her. And certainly looking back, I now see how trust was broken. And Whereas I wanted to minimize that, marginalize it, and move beyond it, it really helped me to understand what my actual goal was in those moments. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not to fix. It's not to move her beyond. It's not to rationalize, marginalize, minimize, justify None of those. Honestly, the best way that we can show up in those moments is to decide I want to care about how Erin feels, I don't have to agree with how she interprets information and perceived the situation. If I did, then all I would do is argue. Whoa, wait! Now that was that's not accurate. Wait, that didn't happen that way. No, I meant it this way. You sound kind of defensive. And yeah, I'm. I'm my feeling My up. my heart rate yeah. is increasing over here. because well, that I, never happens. Yeah. Well, so. and I in right, I I <laughs> responded that way to her hmm. in the beginning until. God really convicted me. It was through a a good friend of ours advice to me going, can you just stop? Like, all she really wants you to do is to care about how she felt. Now, that was hard for me because I felt failed. I felt that I'd made a mistake. And so my own sense of failure was keeping me in that defensive posture. And so honestly, first and foremost, you've got to go before the Lord and ask for his supernatural power beyond anything that I could have done in that moment, because I was still hurting. I was embarrassed. I felt failed, and, and I couldn't get out of my own way. If I'm really going to care about how she feels, to listen, to, to ultimately, with compassion, empathize, in other words, Empathy is when you feel bad with someone. Mm -hmm. Sympathy is when you feel bad for them. I could see she was hurt and I felt bad of what I did, but empathy, caring, compassion, that that requires God to show up in such a supernatural way. And and that's why go to the Lord. God, I want to hear Aaron. I want to care about how she's feeling help me, give me the strength, give me the, the strength in those moments where I want to defend myself or correct what I think is misinformation or, or a mischaracterization of, of, of me or what happened, whatever. That's when I need God to keep me tender, to keep my heart full of his love open so that I can really just listen and care. The more right Aaron, maybe it's, <laughs> I'll let you speak to that. Mm-hmm. But what, when i was finally able to kind of turn that corner and just genuinely go tell me what this was like for you
4: mm-hmm. what
3: what helped in that situation
4: it's wonderful when you do hear me because sometimes when i bring things to you It's difficult because then I begin to wonder like, oh, are my feelings not valid? Should I not be feeling like this? Oh, maybe I did misinterpret this. And I start questioning me versus just being able to go to you with this is my experience and being willing to just be there for my heart. And, you know, whatever your response is, some days you're going to be able to listen and care. Other days it might show up as defensiveness. And if I can stay grounded in this is just my experience and it's okay that this is how I feel about it, you know, and I'm I'm very confident that eventually you'll get through it and you'll figure out, oh, I'm feeling failed right now and so I'm reacting. But I don't have to change. I don't have to react in return. Mm-hmm. I can just stay competent with this is just my experience.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it really did require me to understand. There, there's a time, maybe in a place, to work through some of the details that happen. We can do that, but really, first and foremost, for me to go, I just want to care about how she feels, mm-hmm. what that was like for her, her experience, and not defend, but just really listen and let her emotions impact my heart, touch my heart in a way that I, I experience a a righteous kind of godly sorrow around what that was like for her.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate so much uh the both of you sharing so candidly about this and as a listener maybe this is a painful thing to hear. Maybe you're thinking I not me, I can't do this. I th- they're saying things that I can't imagine my spouse saying or or hearing. Uh, please know that we have caring Christian counselors and uh, we'd be happy to schedule a free consultation with them over the phone. Uh, Call 800-the letter A in the word family, 800-232-6459 and just ask for one of those counselors to give you a call back. And if you need further encouragement in your marriage, a terrific resource is the book by Jill Savage, Your Next Steps, which tells more of the powerful story you've heard just a portion of today. And we're making that available to you for a gift of any amount. Donate to Focus on the Family today. Request your book. The details are in the show notes. We'll hear more from Mark and Jill next time. For now, on behalf of Greg and Erin Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.